Hey everybody, welcome to Sunday Drivers. We have a lot to unpack this weekend from Martinsville. Plus, we are going to talk about uh, the championship going into Phoenix this weekend. I'm Dan, joined by Linus. How are you doing today, Linus? Good, man. Uh, exciting week of racing. I won the Swedish e-racing race at Martinsville as well. Um, awesome. And uh, yeah, day off work, so couldn't be better. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we... um. Uh, the Xfinity race was action packed, and the Cup race was something. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, another again, somewhat follow the leader race until cautions fall out, fall perfectly. You know, at a short track. But anyway, so a lot happened at, during the Xfinity race. There's a lot of lot of wrecks, um, a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, heated opinions after the race. I know Austin Hill got into a couple of people. Um, I know at the end of the race, him and Raj Kareth were uh, exchanging heated words. Not not fully sure what happened there, but it's Martinsville. It happens. Yeah, that race was uh, <laughs> quite something. I had a complete roadblock at one point, and the uh you know, people getting into each other left, right, and center, like it should be at, at a Martinsville. Um, and that right hook that he gave to uh, Mike Schneider at the end, I don't know if that was warranted or not, but apparently he told him to walk away and he just clocked him right in the face. Oh, so... sorry. It was Jeb Burton and Raj Kareth. Austin, oh, yeah, Hill, yeah. Austin Hill and uh, Mayad Snyder, which that's... That's the second worst hit Mayette took this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throwback to Daytona when Michael Jordan almost died. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, you know, the, the racing all race long was great. And watching AJ and uh, Allgaier going at it there towards the end, uh, that was pretty cool to see then, as well. I mean, the they were moving shake. each other back and forth, but you know, not wrecking each other. And then eventually someone's cut, tire cut down and that guy came out of his car and shook the other guy's hand. So uh, in my opinion, AJ moved the all guy or all guy moved him back. And then AJ did some, like got it inside, was clean for a lap and then slid up and hit all guy and all guy just gave it back again and cut his tire down. So uh, in my opinion, all guy just gave back what AJ gave to him. And you know, in the end of the at the end of the day, I think uh, AJ obviously is not happy to go out, but I think he had uh, had a good time, and that seems to be the main thing for him right now. He just wants to have fun. He's also finishing up there in the cup races too. I mean, next year looks really good for him. So, plus that's the kind of competitor AJ has always been. You know, he doesn't really he doesn't really trash talk. So he, you know, it was good to see. Unfortunate, he's not gonna get into the championship four. But hey, at least he didn't get wrecked out by his teammate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're gonna get into that right away. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Ty Gibbs uh, already locked in to the final four based on the points he scored. Um, actually, didn't move just one teammate, but actually two because he got the eighteen out of the way before that as well. And I'm pretty sure he was uh, that that car. I mean, not the driver, but the car uh, was still in the owners' championship as well, with a chance to go to Phoenix. So, um, like we have in the Cup Series, I guess we'll get to that later. So, you know, moving not just one, 
but two teammates for a win that does absolutely nothing for you at all. And the right. second guy wasn't even moved. He absolutely wrecked him. So not only do you take your teammate out to win, but you take your teammate out of the final four while you're already locked in, giving that spot to another team, another manufacturer. So um, I, I don't really know what he was thinking there. Uh, Dale Jr. and them said it good on the Dale Jr. download if you all have listened to that. But that that's just, uh, you know, 10 times out of 10, you don't do that. Right. In that situation. I mean, even if it wasn't a teammate, it's there wasn't really need for it because, again, he was locked in, but chances are he's going to get him down the backstretch. He had the stronger car. Those two had been racing pretty well, hard racing back and forth, but going into, you know, uh, turn two, Ty Gibbs said, Jesus, take the brakes, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was kind of surreal to watch the burnouts and everybody, even the commentators, are like, what is he doing? Like, how can you celebrate this? Yeah. It's... And then get out and say, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I just meant to move him to, like, move him out of the way to get past him. But even, you don't even do that in that situation. Like, you're locked into the playoffs. Two other cars are locked in. So there's one more spot. Your teammate is leading the race. He's gonna move to the championship four if you just let him have it. Yeah, and you're not you're not bringing any points to the final. I mean, I know every racer wants to win, but in this situation, you just stay in second place. It's it's just that simple. But he decided he didn't even like try to move him and then wreck him in turn three. He instantly just sent him, and then yeah. he goes out and say, "I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to. Oh, I hit him a little too hard, or whatever he said." And then, like you said, he goes and does that massive burnout, like one of the biggest burnouts of the year, comes out and like says to the crowd, okay, give it to me, give it to me, here I am. Like, that is the complete opposite of what he said. So, I don't know. I don't know what Gibbs is going to do to him. His dad obviously said that he wasn't, they weren't happy about it, but I don't think there's going to be any repercussions. The only thing they can do is park him for, like, Gibbs themselves, park him for next week, and they're not going to do that. Right. And um, it's just, I, I've never seen a driver become more hated in a single on-track incident than Ty Gibbs. There's, he said in his, in what the victory lane interview later on that like, oh, but nobody's going to talk about how Brandon was running me hard. He's like, they were bumping me too. It's like, it's not the same. Did they wreck you? No, man. <laughs> and it's, this isn't even the first time this season that he's locked, he's knocked a teammate out of the way. No. Um, so it's, it's, uh... it's going to be interesting because at some point uh, he needs to be addressed. And at some point the father has to be a father and sit down his son and say, hey, man. You can't wreck a teammate and then go on Sirius XM and then compare yourself to Jesus Christ. You cannot do that. Yeah, I think uh, whatever little amount of fans he had left after Saturday, I think uh, half of those gave up after that Sirius XM as well. Like, I didn't like him at first, 
but I've gained respect for him. And then after hearing him on the Dale Jr. download, you know, talking about his life and everything, I gained more respect for him. I started to like him. And, you know, one move like this and what he did, to, I mean, if he just skips the burnout, just go out and say, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Like, you can still be happy inside and celebrate with your pals. But the whole thing is just, he's so oblivious to what he did. And if people had respect, if anyone in the NASCAR had respect for him before this, moving up to Cup next year, if that's where he's going, no one's going to respect him and they're going to take no shit at all from him. And I wonder what's going through the heads of Denny Hamlin, Truex Jr. and uh, Christopher Bell going into next year. They're going to get this guy as a teammate. And what? if he starts acting like this in Cup, I think Joe Gibbs Racing, they're, that this is going to be their downfall because no one's going to want to be there. Even if there's the fastest cars in the series, no one's going to want to be there. Look at how many people are jumping ship or being forced to. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Chandler Smith didn't try to go to Joe Gibbs in the Xfinity. Uh, Kyle Busch got kicked out. Brandon Jones is leaving. Somebody who, who has been there for, what, five years? And yeah. he's gone. And I'm not a fan of Brandon Jones because when he was in Arkansas and stuff, he did stuff like that. Like, that's how Sam Hunt Racing got started because Brandon Jones failed to qualify for an Arca race at Dover, so he bought the vehicle Sam Hunt was driving. And that's, you know, that's... But Brandon Jones became a hero this weekend. It's 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 something that... I've only ever seen pulled off in like WWE, like switching somebody from a uh, a good guy to a bad guy all in one foul swoop. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, I think uh, he might not have gained a whole ton of fans Saturday. Like, people are gonna feel bad for him and gonna root for him, you know, next week and all that. But if he goes out and stuffs that 54 car in the fence. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna be the most loved driver in the Xfinity series. What's at what's, least for one week or two weeks? What you know, can but, Joe Gibbs Racing do? His contract's done as soon as he parks the car on. Yeah, I mean, I I have uh, I don't think they're gonna do this because they've still got sponsors. They still need the money, you know, to finish up front. Because that's that's another thing, the money as well. Like, let's look at the standings now. Where is uh, where is the Xfinity? This is the Xfinity series standings. The uh, 19 car he would have been in the final four guaranteed a top four position he's currently scored in ninth yeah because it didn't make the final four that's five positions further further down even though that's just the Xfinity series that is a lot of money yeah but going back to what i was saying i have i have this weird feeling inside of me that that car as soon as it leaves pit road the front is going to be all taped up where something's going to be wrong with it so he's going to be running for like five laps because they're not going to they're not going to take a single chance on him taking out the 54 car after what happened. I don't think they're going to do it, but there is just this weird feeling inside of me that they might actually be scared enough that Brandon Jones is going to do something that they're just going to ruin the I, final race I for him. guarantee they're talking about it. I, mm-hmm. I guarantee there has already been a meeting about it. How much is it going to cost us to park Brandon Jones? That's yeah. 100% what I would be thinking because if I was Brandon Jones, I have nothing to lose. I have everything to gain. I take out Ty Gibbs. I become a hero for next year. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, so, uh, I mean, he's next year he's going to be teammate with two of the other drivers that are racing for a championship, and he's going to drive that third car. And yep. Dale Jr. says at least that he's told his drivers that we're going to race this guy clean. Of, of course, we're going to race him hard, but you're not going to wreck him to win the championship. And he specifically told um, the one car, Sam Mayer, because they've obviously got a history as well, him and Gibbs. So I think if he gave the green light to Mayer, he'd just go out there and wreck him straight away. But he obviously doesn't want his drivers to go out and wreck the 54 to win a championship because that's just the way he is. But with... With the 19 car going there as well next year, he's not even racing for Joe Gibbs racing at Phoenix. He is inside his head. I think he's racing for junior motorsports already. Yep. Uh, but then again, honestly, neither in Xfinity or Cup, I'm expecting, I'm not expecting anything to happen to either him or Chastain, unfortunately, but that's the way I think it's going to go. Yeah. Um. That's what I feel too, unless... Like we're in final twenty laps, and it looks like Joe. It looks like Ty's gonna be in the good, and Brandon Jones Jones is near him. But we also got to remember, Brandon Jones isn't the only person, or Sam Mayer. Those aren't the only two people Ty gives us pissed off. <laughs> this well, year. yeah, that list is longer than Santa's uh, <laughs> wish list from the average kid. I would think so. Uh, that uh, Ross Chastain's, yeah. Uh, two of those guys in Cup next year. Um, mm-hmm. I I mean, I don't think somebody's going to wreck him, but I think people are going to go out of their way to make his day hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, someone might squeeze him up towards the fence a little bit. They're not going to give him room if he's coming to lap them. Uh, he's not going to, they're not just going to move out of the way, you know. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, um, I I would not want to be Ty Gibbs in this situation, especially not Joe Gibbs, because you know he he needs to do something because that kid took out one of uh, like he put he put Joe Gibbs racing basically from fifty percent of winning the championship to maybe ten percent, if even yeah. that. So, well, and it's... I'm looking at the owner standings now as well, the nine car. And 19, sorry, is all the way down in 10th there. And that's, from what I understand, is where the big money is. So they're losing even more on that end because of other drivers being in different cars. So, like, this is not just like, oh, we're not going to get top four in the championship. Yeah, well, we're not even going to get a top eight by the looks of it and all the money that goes along with it. So if, if he don't sit this kid down and talk to him properly... This is not going to stop, and I don't see what what he can do, other than like what I would like to see him do is sit him out of the championship race. But he's not going to do that because he's racing for a championship. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit him out of the Cup Series next season, keep him in Xfinity for one year. I mean, John Hunter Nemechek would gladly get in that car, or there are tons of drivers who would like to get oh, in yeah. that car. Or I... do you just tell Danny Hamlin he's not racing for you next week? You're having John Hunter in that car instead. I something needs to be done. I mean, so far, he's for the past year and a half since he's been an Xfinity, we've seen him dump a lot of people. Mm -hmm. He almost ran over a crew in the Cup Series. He constantly touts his uh, his religion when he gets in victory lane. The kid is a PR disaster. If 
if he wasn't, if he didn't have the last name of Gibbs, the smartest thing to do for the Gibbs organization would be let him go. Yeah, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have a contract for next year. There is no way. Someone probably would have picked him up because of his speed, but he would not be anywhere near the Cup Series. Unless maybe, you know, put him in Rick Ware Racing, if he would take that deal. Put him in that car and see what he can do. But, like, yeah. The move in itself, though, if we look past the Ty Gibson teammates and everything, like, seems to become more of a norm but from what i understand in the lower short track series if you do something like that you get black flagged and sent to the back yeah so nascar needs to somehow stop this from happening as well because since you're not getting penalized obviously you get everyone against you and that driver's not going to like you but are they just going to keep letting people wreck each other at the end i mean i know that's the history they learn hard did it all the time people loved it and you know, it makes for exciting finishes, but we can't just have people dumping each other left, right, and center for a position like this. Especially right. when they just two weeks ago suspended someone and said, oh, we're, yeah, we're going to get more consistent on this, even though it's a short track, you know, but still, it's still intentional wrecking. I, it's been the weirdest thing of this season has been watching people redraw their own lines from, oh, that's just good hard racing to, what about driver safety? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, somewhere you need to draw the line. Yeah, I mean, back yes. in the day, they—if you intentionally dump somebody for the lead, you you lost that. Like that's uh, Ricky Rudd. I think it was nineteen ninety one. Dumped Davy Allison going up the hill at uh, Sonoma, and they scored Davy as the leader. Mm-hmm. So it's. If we have to go back to that, especially with a bunch of the aggressive driving we're seeing, yeah, I'm on board for it. I, I A bump for the win should just be a bump. You shouldn't be unseating these people in a turn and put them in back end into the wall. Yeah, I mean, especially over the last, I mean, I've been watching NASCAR for 20, coming up on 20 years, and especially over the last 10 years, Road courses and short tracks in Xfinity and trucks, especially. Like, if you're on the leader's bumper in the final corner, you're winning the race. Because you're just sending him into the wall. You don't even care. You send him out of the way, and you win the race. That's the way it's been. So, and, you know, it's it's what we've grown accustomed to. It's what we expect. But it's, it's not really racing anymore. If you move someone, sure. But just straight out wrecking them, you know, that's... Uh, I know some people like it, but it's it's not a good look on the sport, and it's costing teams extra money. It's not, you know. I mean, there's win a at big... all costs, but you can't just have people wrecking each other every single time you get to one of these racetracks. There's a big difference between what Joey Logano did to MTJ back in 2018, and what Ty Gibbs did on Saturday. Yeah. It. And people were furious about what Logano did. And he moved him up one lane. That's exactly what you got to do. But apparently that was too much. That's because Martin's a crowd favorite. If he had done that to Hamlin, they would have cheered him. Yeah. (laughs) He popped him out of the groove, just like Gordon used to do all the time at Bristol, like we've seen historically at Martinsville. That is a bump and run. A dump and win is not. 
I mean, racing's racing, but there's there's a point. You don't need to drive that aggressive. Is the is the paycheck for you going to be that different between first and second? I don't know. I mean, the paycheck for the whole company is going to be pretty significant if your teammate is ahead of you versus, you know, 24th and out of the final four. But I don't know. It's just normal in NASCAR, but I hope they do something about it in the off season, you know, to, to stop it somewhat at least because it's, it's, it's got, it got ridiculous quite a long while ago and it's not really getting any better. Well, I mean, I was watching the replay and I completely missed it. The cup race, Chastain dumped Keselowski, you know, it's mm-hmm. we're we're in a season where Tyler Reddick had to get pulled from the vehicle because he wasn't feeling good. Yeah. After getting rear-ended. And you know, it's just one of those things. It's just weird seeing people go back and forth. I mean, overall the cup race was kind of a uh, you know. Yeah, the first four hundred laps was spring all over again basically and then then he kicked off i mean when it it was a weird race because early on you know there was nothing but then as the tires started to wear out people got different speeds and apart from i think danny hamlin and some other car they were able to pass and you know drive straight up through the field um but other than that was not a lot of passing until the tires wore out and the last 30, 40 laps of stage one, you saw some good racing. And then the same in stage two. Um, But if we have had a caution halfway through and people would have pitted for tires, there would not have been a lot of green flag passing during those two stages. Um, And then in the third stage, obviously, we had a couple of cautions for... uh, Who was that that backed it in the wall? Austin Dillon lost his, uh, his brakes or something. That looked scary as heck. I just hope he's fine. Um, and then the 15 spun out as well, I think, and the 77. So, um, but I, I mean, ha- having a caution halfway through stage one or stage two would have ruined this race even more. Yeah, uh, because once they got on old tires, it it got okay. It wasn't great, but it was still you know better than the spring. Um, but they need to do something, something to get away from the shifting to begin with, I think is what they talked about after the spring race. Obviously that didn't happen, but the tire apparently was better now than last time at least. So see what happens for next year. We, uh, we had a upset to end all upsets, Christopher Bell, uh, winning his mm-hmm. second, uh, at the buzzer win of the year, uh, third total. Uh, honestly, I've been a big fan of Bell since he won his what, second race in Xfinity back in 2017. The kid kid has talent. Uh, unfortunately, his rookie season was the year that they had no qualifying or practice. And then we saw glimpses of it last year. But this year, I he's doing very well. I'm glad to see him finally start clicking off some victories. Yeah, he's really come alive in these playoffs. And, you know, two, like you said, two walk-off wins. First, the uh, the Roval and then Martinsville. Two completely different racetracks. Now he's going to race for the championship at Phoenix. Um, so who knows? He might do it again there. That would be uh, the ultimate way to win the championship, you know. Being a must-win in the round of 12, you get a win. You're, being, you're in a must-win in the round of eight. You do it again, and then you win the championship. Um, so he's he's improved a lot, and if he can 
start next year with the momentum that he's got right now, I think he's going to be an early championship favorite because um, he's finally showing the speed that you saw from time to time in Xfinity. Obviously, that hasn't shown yet in Cup until this playoff really started. And I was counting him out early on, you know, said he might get, you know, quite a, quite a waste if he can get a win here, uh, get some good results. But I did not expect him to be in the Final Four, especially not with two walk-off wins like he has now. So he's doubled his total wins, I think, through this playoffs alone. Um, <clears throat> so great he's car won. all race as well. So He's won as many races <laughs> in like six weeks as he's won in his entire Cup career. Mm-hmm. It's people kind of devalue him as a driver and seem to forget uh, that he he was basically Kyle Larson became Kyle Larson in 2020 because Christopher Bell stopped racing all the dirt races. Mm-hmm. He was the foil. He was the one that always prevented Kyle Larson from winning the big races, and then he stopped doing all that, and Kyle Larson reaped. Now, I'm not saying he's better than Kyle. I'm just saying he's in that ballpark of caliber driver. And yeah. I, yeah, it's put, put him in a great car and, you know, sky's the limit. I mean, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but keep, keep developing and, you know, he's going to get better. And he's got, I guess, one of the best crew chiefs now. He's got Kyle Bush's old crew chief. So Adam Stevens, he's, yeah. uh, he's probably pretty fired up to get results as well. Now, having been moved to, what would be considered the fourth tier car uh, when he got moved there. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you want me out of the team, so you're putting me here until my contract's out? Well, I'm going to show you guys, you know. Um, and if with how good he's doing with Bell, I guess he wants to stay. Um, and if they win the championship, I think both <laughs> Bell and Stevens are about to get some uh, nice pay rises. That would be Stevens' Phoenix. third, wouldn't it? He won two with Kyle yeah, Bush? I think so. Uh, looking at the overall results though from Phoenix nine of the top 10 cars were playoff cars Bubba Wallace was the only non-playoff car in there in P8 uh, obviously counting Kyle Larson then who's in the owners championship so uh, yeah not really what we expected we thought it would be some more non-playoff cars up there but they really show up now when they when they have to yeah uh, in in more ways than one shall we say with Ross Chastain but uh they're uh they're really starting to perform now and Bubba Wallace you know coming back from the controversy from his uh, suspension and to finish in eighth place I think that's uh that's a lot more than I expected with everything going on I thought he would be distracted enough to have a tough yeah. race but he he just progressed through all the whole race drove up from 24th to finish in the top 10 so that's a job well done from him that that team has the potential to be scary good next year I mean yeah. half of the season they're plagued with near misses and poor crew strategy and stuff like that and now they seem to be kind of tying it together so who knows I think a lot of people are going to be upset next year. All right. And, uh, yeah, it's time. <laughs> the, the pro gamer move. Yeah. I racing uh, for the win. <laughs> going into the final lap. Uh, Ross Chastain plays like his controller died while playing NASCAR heat three. 
uh, rings it right around the track. That's that's how I used to run Martinsville in NASCAR Heat Three. <laughs> it's uh, I I didn't know what to think when I saw it. I was kind of upset because my broadcast, the final ten laps, all they did was focus on Ross Chastain, and all you hear is like. Oh my God, the three leaders are all within 0.2 seconds of each other. Oh, they touch, they touch. Bell goes past Keselowski. And it's yeah, the, the entire uh, time they're just showing Chastain. And then as soon as that happens, they skipped away to show the winner. That's uh, That was the international feed. It was terrible. But I've seen online from the actual broadcaster showing the leaders, Chastain and Hamlin, I think. So you can see all three, but the international feed is just terrible. I don't know the the Swedish company, and I know the UK company as well. They've talked to them over and over and over to try and fix it, but apparently they won't do anything. But yeah, that move from Chastain, I don't know if you've heard or seen the video of the radio communications. Uh, and he said since then that they had not tested it, they had not planned it. But the way it sounds is like, we're two points out. We need to get two. He's asking and then like, yeah. Yeah. And then he shifts up to fifth gear, just aims for the wall and just goes around. And the spotter is just keep coming, keep coming. You're there. Good job. Finish. Like something like that. Like they're so calm. So the way they said it and the way it was set up with the communication, I'm 100% sure that that was planned out. They knew they had to do something because he's, he's like, he's confirming. Okay. I really need to get two more. Okay. And then he shifts up to fifth and just goes. And apparently, I don't know where I heard it, but someone has seen the data. Like normal cars are going around that corner about 65 miles per hour. And when the speed sensor gave out, he was going 130. And that was like halfway around the corner. You know, imagine if uh, was if... that, uh, who was that on the out? That was Logano on the outside of Hamlin, right? That was Keselowski. Keselowski. Imagine if Hamlin would have been, like if he would have sent Kisilowski backwards down into the wall, just the Chastain comes around that car would have sitting facing the wrong way. And here comes Chastain, you know, that would have been so ugly, but I, and that's probably, oh. the, I, that's the reason I think, and I actually want NASCAR to ban this in the future because he can become such a hazard and NASCAR is kind of looked like such a joke. Uh, but ha- having this in a, in a situation like this, you know, saving your season, getting into the final four with something like this, I don't know what what to think of it, but it's just outstanding. It's this, amazing. I mean, it's great to see, but you bring up a good point. What if what if someone had moved up in front of Chastain when he did that? He rear-ended Keselowski as they came across the line. What if he hit him closer to the set? You know, we for three months we've heard nothing but safety concerns about these cars, but then all of a sudden we allow reckless stuff like that like it was cool to see but he could have fucked himself up or he could have hurt somebody else and and here's the thing yeah we we don't know he could have a concussion yeah he said he scrambled his head a bit so i mean obviously i think they said he got like four five point four g's at the highest point but coming right out of that turn right at the end is the crossover gate. And they mentioned that on BBC, uh, DBC, sorry. Imagine when his car hit there, if that would have gave. Just a tiny little bit, his car would have hooked right in there and that would have been disaster. 
Like, obviously, it worked fine. It was an amazing move. It's all over the news, all over the world, from what I've seen. But it's uh, yeah, it's a big risk. I but have friends who don't even watermelon watch. Balls, so <laughs> I have friends who don't even watch NASCAR sending me the video. What do you think of this? Mm-hmm. As if you haven't seen it already. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't watching when that happened. The complete disbelief. I I hate to see it for Denny Hamlin. I I don't know. I I haven't been a very big Ross Chastain fan this year. We already talked about it. I mean, he dumped Keselowski at the beginning of the race because uh, he went in there too hot. It's it's because he he it's packaged in a lovable personality. But it, it's what we're seeing with Ty Gibbs. How many people has Chastain dumped this year? Yeah. I mean, for like sixth place on lot 12. That's that's another thing about this that I don't really understand. You know, people have hated him. People have wanted people to take him out. You know, it's time for retaliation. He's not going to make the final four. He does this and everyone's like, oh, my new favorite driver for one move. It's like, What? They're, they'll have forgotten that when he takes out their other three favorite drivers in the first five races next season, you know. But it's just some fans, they can just turn like that. It's so weird. Uh, but well, the best... Yeah, go on, take your point. It's just funny. funny the, the hypocriticalness of NASCAR fans is more so in this sport than I've ever seen anywhere. Like, you'll see Ross Chastain fans freak out over, like, Carl Larson dooring somebody... Like, how could you support somebody who drives that dirty? And it's like, bro, you know, it's, and a lot of people make excuses and try to pretend it doesn't happen, but it's racing. If you're going to support this guy, accept this is how he drives. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, yeah, he did a cool pro gamer move, but he also put Keselowski into the wall for no reason. And, And that's not the first time he's done it this season and then you have his uh his billionaire car owner egging him on doing all this stuff like oh if if he wasn't willing to do that i wouldn't hire him yeah so the best part in all of this is the six car brad keselowski gets disqualified which means that uh ross chastain he gains two more playoff points which puts him on a tie with Danny Hamlin to where they were running, which means that Ross Chastain would have been in to the final four, even without this move. Um, So in the end, he did it for nothing. So then let's play out the scenario. He doesn't do this. Danny Hamlin thinks he's in because he's beat Chastain by two points. Three hours later or whatever, after all the interviews, all the celebrations, Brad Keselowski is disqualified. All of a sudden, Hamlin is not in. Chastain is in. What a kind of shit show is that? Yeah. But then, Brad Keselowski's team goes and... What do you call it? They don't protest. Uh, appeal. Uh, they appeal the disqualification. And they win it. Hamlin is in again. <laughs> like, that would have been... I am so... Because of all of this, I am so happy Chastain did this. Because that would have been an even... That would have been the biggest shit show ever. You know, mm-hmm. that that would have fans would have been so freaking NASCAR's mad about that boy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, like, do you guys not forget that they took a win away from him this year? 
Yeah, but it's that that would have been that would have been a disaster for NASCAR to have that scenario. I don't think they would have disqualified Brad Keselowski if that would have changed the final four just because everything was already done and then the risk of him appealing and winning an appeal and it being overturned again, you know, that that would have just been that that would have I don't even know what to call it. It would have just been so crazy. Uh, but this move, I think, uh, it saved us from that chaos happening anyway. Uh, and how many times now is that the Keselowski, the Rauch Fenway Keselowski team has been penalized this year? Three? Three times, I think? Like they've had fines, they've been disqualified. Are they trying stuff on purpose? Or is it just, that they're new and don't really know what to do because this is not Brad's a racer, man. He's pushing yeah. the envelope every week. They are they are seeing what they can get away with this year for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that could be the case. Cause I don't really after that first thing, I think they knew that okay, our season is over. Let's just try everything. Let's get it over and done with, and then we'll come out swinging next year, see what's gonna happen. Um, I'm just a bit confused that he managed to get disqualified again, you know another penalty because this means that nascar every time this happens they're gonna get you know they're gonna look at him closer and closer and closer to where eventually they're not gonna be able to do anything because they just keep failing inspections and getting caught with all these this kind of stuff yeah it's you call your attention to yourself on it multiple times you know it's it's one of those things like the closer you look, the worse it's going to get. And if you make somebody keep looking closer and closer, it's not going to be very good for you. No. Uh, So one more point that I missed on that uh, thing with Chastain, I think Chase Elliott ended up being in by what, four points. Yeah. So if he'd have been a little bit further back and it was, Elliot, who got knocked out instead of Denny Hamlin, what do you think people's reaction would have been? Would it have been the same? Would it have been, oh, he needs to be parked, disqualified? Imagine if that was Bubba Wallace. Yeah. That's that's where my, and this is as far as I'll go on that, but that's where my BS meter, that's, that's where I have to judge everything now as a NASCAR fan, is would everybody support this if the black guy did it? Yeah, but I just think if Chase Elliott was the one to get knocked out, you know, people would have been. Oh, it would about be that. divided. Oh my God, it would be. Just, he's the greatest driver of all time. Or these cars are so unsafe, you have to ban them. Yeah, I think the fact as well that it ended up being Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin was the perfect scenario as well. You know, <laughs> the two that have been going at it all year, but Hamlin still hasn't given it back to him. So I'm waiting for that to happen in the final four. But I guess we'll. You think get it's to that in a bit. No. It's uh, all talk, as usual. All right. I think that pretty much covers the, the Xfinity and the Cup race, and nothing else really big happened this weekend, did it? Um, well, not apart from Tyler Reddick, maybe being oh, the yes. replacement of that's concussed right. Kurt, Bu- Kurt Bush getting a concussion. You know, yeah. that's. I don't really know. I mean, they're they're fixing these cars until next year, but apparently they're still not as safe as the last car. So, had a big hit at Homestead, according to someone at RCR. It didn't feel great this week, and then he got in a stack up on a restart, hit someone in the back, and got hit from behind. And 
just parked the car, you know. Um, and for RC to tell him over the radio as soon as he said, I'm not feeling well, he was like trying to find quickly trying to find an Xfinity driver or something, but there wasn't any. So he was like, dude, don't hurt yourself. Just park the car. And for a team owner to do that, for someone who's leaving your team as well, that's upset you quite a bit. That is quite quite a big thing. Like he still cares about his drivers and he still cares for Tyler Reddick. You know, he's for just someone as old school as Richard Childress. He is the mm-hmm. rub the dirt in it generation for him to be like, hey man, yeah, get out of the car. Yeah. I, for me, it is nice to finally see people in sports in general care about concussions and concussions protocols yeah it's it's a stark difference between 2017 when dale jr announced that he is not going to drive race cars anymore it's yeah and i i hope tyler i hope for the best for tyler i do because he he has a huge future ahead of him so especially if a guy like Tyler can be mentored by Denny Hamlin, I mean, say what you want about Hamlin, but he, he is a, he is a great driver and to be able to pick his brain and get instruction from him and that team next year, Tyler's going to do great. Yeah. And Kurt Busch as well. Cause from what I understand, Kurt Busch is staying with 2311. So yeah, that's two, two of the best drivers that he's going to have as mentors along with a pretty good teammate i would say so i mean he's getting better there those two are going to push each other i still think reddick is you know a little bit better but those two they're going to push each other to the limit and with the the speed that bubba has shown at the end of this season along with the speed that kurt bush shown earlier i think those two both can make it to the round of eight next season. Obviously, there is going to be like 25 cars capable of doing that, but they've got a great shot. Yeah. Absolutely. So, trucks did not run this weekend, but they will be running Friday at Phoenix. Final four for the truck series. It's Ty Majeski, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, and Chandler Smith uh, going into Phoenix. Uh, my best bet to win the championship this year is the returning race winner from last year, Chandler Smith. Yeah, he uh, did a, a solid race last year. Obviously, it's been about 365 days since, so anything could happen. But he's had a good season and uh, scored uh, tied for most wins, so he's definitely got the speed all this year as well. It's It's going to be a very tough tough race i think between all these four and i think uh, um unlike last year i think the championship winner is going to be the winner of the race um and uh this year three of the championship four finished in the top 10 of phoenix last year chandler smith won ben rhodes who won the championship finished third and then you have uh zane smith finished fifth yeah, and then you have Ty Majeski, who didn't even run. So, <laughs> yep. But uh, I think with the with the momentum Ty Majeski has got, maybe I'm biased because he's my favorite driver because he's the i racing guy. Uh, but that's going to be my pick for the win in the Truck Series. I I would love another Ben Rhodes Championship 
interview, a press <laughs> conference, but I'm rooting for Ty Majeski here. I mean, honestly, I like all four of these guys. So whoever wins, I'm happy. Uh, but if I had to pick one, I'm definitely going to pick Ty Majeski. Yeah, start of the playoffs, my pick was Zane Smith. But, I mean, he, he got into the uh, championship four on points, but I just don't. I just don't think it's there. I mean, Chandler Smith has been pulling wins out of the air. He's been he's been on a tear in the playoffs. He's done really well. Uh, plus, he knows what it takes to win at Phoenix. He's got Kyle Busch behind him. I don't know how how much Kyle is still doing behind the scenes at KBM, but he he has that support in his corner, and I I think it's going to pay off. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, the teams and all that, there's three Toyotas and one Ford going into the final four as well. So no Chevys, which is going to change next year when KBM goes to Chevy. I think they're definitely going to have a truck here. But uh, so two teammates, Thor Sports, uh, one front row Ford, and then Calbush Motorsports. And, you know, even though Majeski and Rhodes are teammates, I don't think that's going to really, that's not really going to benefit either of them because in the truck series, it seems like, everything's out the window and if you're if you're christian eckes or matt crafton in those final two laps and you have your two teammates in front of you i mean are you going to help one of them or are you just going to back out right yeah not there there's not much you can do but obviously you can try and pass one to help the other um but i I don't think if your teammates are not that's that's not really going to matter here you might have a teammate blocking for you if you have someone from another team just in front of you but I, i don't really see that part you know that thing playing a part in the truck series unfortunately right i for them yeah i mean we've seen crazy races for the truck championship before to 2019 matt crafton won and he what finished fifth place so <laughs> I, I mean this this race itself is hard to predict and it's a crapshoot how many green white checkers uh two i yeah I'm that's what i was to, gonna say yeah because phoenix itself isn't a crazy track but you've got those wild restarts mm-hmm. and then you throw into the mix i mean you got none of the championship four are known to be aggressive drivers but they're also guys that i feel like are going to do whatever it takes to get the job done and that's what you have to do nowadays so yeah so, but I truck race again. Uh, your vote is Ty Majeski. I'm Chandler Smith, Team Chandler. At least for the championship. But I, you know, I think Majeski is going to win the race. If he does not, I think Nemechek is going to lap the field. Yeah, you think he's <laughs> going to show up there? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, he's knocked out, so I think he's gonna he's gonna gonna want to come out swinging, but. He, if not, then Majeski, I think, is going to take the race and the championship. I mean, the man's fighting for a contract for next year, so yeah, I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, Xfinity race, our final four. That is not the standard. Our final four is Noah Gregson, Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier. We were very close. We were very close to an all- Junior Motorsports Championship for. Yeah. Um, 
but well, we were very close to having two junior motorsports and two Joe yeah, Racing, we Ty That's Gibbs fair. Racing cars as well. I mean, uh, but obviously Ty Gibbs Racing only got one car in the final now. So Gregson, Barry and Allgaier for junior motorsports. Um, and, you know, I hope Brandon Jones will do some. I mean, I don't want him to destroy the guy, but, you know, pay back Gibbs enough that he won't be able to win the championship even though I'd like to see a four-car race for the win. I'd like to see what Ty Gibbs is willing to do, if he's going to do the same again. But, um, you know, I still think with the momentum he's got, Noah Gragson is my favorite for this championship. Even though Allgaier is quick around here, Gragson won in the in the spring. It was quite a long time ago. But, you know, ninth win of the season, walk-off win, you know, he's, I, he's just going to dominate. I mean... If Brandon Jones had made the final four, he's good at Phoenix. And I think that's going to play a factor in it because he's, I think he's going to be up front for a majority of the race. And he's going to have the opportunity to run Ty Gibbs unreasonably hard. But I, I think you're right. As much as I would like to see Josh Berry win the Xfinity title, because that's a cool story, man. Not to mention, I I met him back in July, so I can post about how I'm his good luck charm and stuff. <laughs> but Noah Gregson, I that's a no-brainer, I think. Anything can happen, and I know we always say that as like a blanket for everything, every prediction. But it'd be kind of dumb to assume it's anybody but Noah Gregson. Yeah, I mean... Gibbs, obviously, if he gets left alone, he's going to be fast. Allgaier is great here. We don't really know Josh Berry too much. He finished uh, third in the spring. so And Brandon Jones, like you said, he finished second. So it would have been the top three from that race and Ty Gibbs. But, yeah. And I mean, he wouldn't have had to deal with Justin Allgaier. But I still think Cragson is going to be hard to stop, at least if he gets a good car. Um you know, it's uh, it, it's hard to argue against the season that he's had. Yeah, it's it's also JRM is really good at Phoenix. You know, mm-hmm. it's that's how it's been for the past couple of years. Barry Gregson, Algaier, they've all really ran ran very well there. So that's definitely going to play a factor. And I also think it's going to work against Ty Gibbs that. Chances are this top five is going to be all JRM and then Ty Gibbs. You know, mm-hmm. he he could have had a friend in this. He could have, I mean, I, I'm i sure people at Gibbs Racing, they have to support him. But I think the moral support would have been there too if, if he didn't dump his teammate into the corner. But Do we then, know he's in the 18 car yet? I don't know. I think... I want to say it's Trevor Bain. I'm going to ask Bob Parkrass on Twitter because he has definitely posted about it. Here we go. Xfinity car. That is Sammy Smith. Okay. And who did he move out of the first slash second place last week in the 18 car? Yeah. Sammy Smith. <laughs> I think. And they have right. history too, don't they? It's Everybody I mean... seems to have history with... Uh... 
Yeah, but like, it's like after it, he didn't move just one teammate last week or on Saturday. It was two, so I don't think Sammy Smith is going to help him either. Even though Sammy's Joe Gibbs racing and all that, he's not going to move out of or get out out of his way to slow down a JRM car to help Ty Gibbs after what Ty Gibbs did. You know, he's I don't know. I think it's gonna it's gonna be hard, and I I think you're you were right about what you said earlier that like if they don't correct the disciplinary issues over at Gibbs Racing. I mean, it's only a matter of time before you get guys like MTJ upset, uh, Denny Hamlin, uh, Christopher Bell, and all his other teammates in Xfinity. Even in ARCA, he never raced well with anybody. He always runs people hard. Sooner or later, they're going to deal, they're going to have to deal with it at Gibbs Racing because. Yeah. We shouldn't be talking about Ty Gibbs being an underdog in this race. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, Ty Gibbs is not a good person, yes. But he... Is he a one... Is he a generational talent? That remains to be seen. But he's done good work this year. Winning races, not, not by the means of him winning them. But the kid can drive. So he's he's gonna be a factor, but again, I I just I don't think he's gonna be able to do it by himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like if Brandon Jones wins Martinsville, Ty Gibbs is my favorite by this much over Noah Gregson. But there is no chance that I, in my mind there is no chance that he's winning Phoenix. So, I mean, unless he goes out there and just completely blows away the competition, starts on pole and dominates, I if he has, he's to gonna have up, to lap people at some point. Yeah, that's fair. If he's if he has to drive up through the field, nobody likes him, and uh, <laughs> especially no. if he's dominating, nobody's definitely gonna move out of his way. Yeah, so. I just don't think everybody's going to become Ryan Newman next weekend at the Xfinity race. I don't think we're going to see anybody dump Ty Gibbs, but people are not going to give him an inch, you know, especially with a personality like Noah Gregson poised to win or a nice guy like Josh Berry. I, I just, it's not even going to be people he's dealt with. I look at all the, the comments from Xfinity drivers on Saturday. I think a lot of people are going to race them differently from here on out. And not just because they don't want to see them race for a championship. Yeah. I mean, even, even Denny Hamlin tweeted right after that happened. I missed JD. Yeah. Like, so he's already sick of him before he's even gone to cup and, or while well, he, I mean, he's racing for Denny Hamlin in cup. Um, so it's uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. But in my mind, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be in within a shot to win. Unfortunately for him, uh, so I think Gregson's gonna walk away with it, unless something happens. You know, late, late caution. Someone pits for tires. Someone stays out. Then everything is turned upside down. Like last year, Hemrick comes out of nowhere, no wins, and taps uh, Cindric on the left rear wins to race in the championship you know if if you get a green white checker or a last caution it's it's uh every man for himself and then everyone's got equal chance to win depending on where they are in the field but if it's a clean race and you get long runs i think Gregson's gonna just walk away with it absolutely i 
the kid's been he's been hot like <clears throat> on a streak or on a tear I don't think describes it but he flipped the switch as soon as the playoffs started you know I I mean the one thing I am not looking forward to is the puke stains on his suit you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like uh, he has developed into a great talent, and I think it's finally going to pay off. And I will tell you, if our predictions do come true, be the best victory lane celebration we've seen in a very long time. Yeah. That dude's going to come out of the car shotgunning cans of bush, you know? Mm-hmm. I think he's putting a lot of pressure on himself as well. So when he crosses that line and wins that championship, if that happens, I think that is going to be so much relief running straight through him. You know, it's going to be a massive weight just falling straight off his shoulders. He's, I think he's actually going to cry in victory lane for the first time. I mean, we, we look at a chubby dude with a mullet just trying to win races and you know, shotgun beers, but like he, the, the difference in driver from this season and last season that Noah put in a lot of work and it's, it's finally paying off. You very rarely can see a driver actively improve as quick as Noah has, but I don't know what happened between the off season, but I, it's Noah's year. All right. Uh, so, fi- final four for the cup or a championship four for the cup. We got Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, and Chase Elliott. Two of these guys have championships and two of these guys have wins at Phoenix. How are you? What are you, what are you feeling going into the cup series finale? Um, my initial feeling says Joey Logano. Uh, I like Chase Elliott here because he won two years ago and he's really fast here. Christopher Bell has all the momentum after how he's been performing. And Ross Chastain and the Ross Chastain don't give an F tour. You know, it's kicked into fifth gear. So (laughs) this is... uh, this is wide open, you know. When Kyle Larson won, he had won nine races already that season or whatever it was. When Chase Elliott won, it was pretty much, you know, who's going to be able to stop Chase Elliott? Okay, apparently no one. But this year, like every race has been, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen. But I think amongst these four, it's it's impossible to pick one. If I had to go, you know, from who's going to finish last to first, I think the first car I was, would pick would be Ross Chastain. But uh, my pick to win this race, actually, uh, is Kyle Larson. He's going to win the championship for Hendrick Motorsports with the five car. Um, And then the race for the driver's championship. I want to say Christopher Bell so bad, but I think Joey Logano. That's going to be my final pick there. Joey Logano is going to win the driver's championship with Larson winning with the five car for Hendrick Motorsports. Christopher Bell to me, he's a closer. He's closed out two races so far this year. 
2018-2019 in the Xfinity, he's came in the Phoenix in a must-win situation, and he's done it. This Christopher Bell shrugs off pressure, and I think we're we're seeing that this year. I mean, he didn't dominate the Roval, but he survived the apocalypse of the last eight laps and won, and that takes a lot of talent. And then he he dug out a win at Martinsville, a track that he doesn't run well at or hasn't ran well there his entire cup career. And not only does he win it, but he had to chase down Chase Briscoe with what was that restart, 20 laps to go? Yeah. And he was able to get it done. Plus, he has Adam Stevens. His only counterpart crew chief-wise in this is Alan Gustafson, who is arguably one of the better crew chiefs currently in NASCAR today. Yeah, and both these wins that we're talking about, they go back to Adam Stevens. At the Roval, he pitted late, put on four tires, drove up through the field, through people who didn't pit, and then the same at Martinsville. People pitted. Some stayed out, some took two tires. He got four, I think, and he just drove up there and won the race, took the lead with, what, four laps to go? So it's a great call by a crew chief, given you know the opportunity to his drivers to do what he can. Uh, the difference, though, the one slight difference here uh, is that at the Roval, someone was already locked in. A couple of drivers, they just needed a few points. Same at Martinsville this week. You know, Logano was locked in. A few drivers needed some points here and there. But here, you know, everyone has to go just for the win. The win is all that matters. Logano, he's going to come out swinging. Chase Elliott is going to be fast. So but I, I still like Christopher Bell's chances because of how this playoff has gone. And if we have a late caution with strategy, you can count on Adam Stevens to give Christopher Bell whatever is going to be the best um, for him in that situation. I would love to see Christopher Bell win, even though I'm not a Joe Gibbs Racing fan. I'm liking Christopher Bell, and I'm a bit sad that he actually ended up at Joe Gibbs Racing rather than yep. somewhere else, uh, especially now that he started to perform again. Because especially last year, I thought that he's not going to last very long there. He's not got what it takes, but obviously, you know, being a rookie with the no practice and all that, he's come through all of that. And then last season, he got better and better, and now here he is in the Final Four. Um you know, it's like I said, it's impossible to tell. He's definitely going to be up there. Definitely in the top 10 all race long, top five come the end of the race. Will he have enough? Well, I guess we'll have just have to wait and see. I mean, I think it's also going to boil down the pit crew. We're looking at four of the best pit crews of the season so far. Logano's pit crew has been great. I, they won that pit crew competition, I think, back at the all-star race. Um, Bell has a great crew. I, I'm i sure that they're probably going to give him the 18s pit crew for this weekend. Um, I saw it. something about pit crews as well, or they said on a broadcast, I think, yeah. that the 22 car got the Jackman from, was it the 12 team for Martinsville and the final race? So imagine having been the Jackman on the 22 all season long, working here, you qualify for the final four, then two races before that, oh, wait, you're not going to be on that car. So if they win a championship, you're not going to be part of it. Yeah. How infuriating would that be? 
it would be upsetting and I'm sure I don't know how I could handle that, but it's one of those things like it happens. It sucks because I, I know the uh, right word changer for Austin Sindrick has been swapped between Blaney and Sindrick all season. And he was just mm-hmm. lucky enough to be on the pit crew when Sindrick won the, uh, the Daytona 500. Yeah. But I, if we're going with race winners too, I honestly, the way this season has been, Ryan Blaney finally wins his first race of the season. I was wanting to say that, but it's just, I, it's I so just... comic book and it's so cartoonish, but that is exactly how everything has gone this season. Yeah. I just I just feel with Kyle Larson being out of the playoffs, you know, but still in in the owners' championship. I just feel like he's just going to go out there and give it his all, and he is going to be so set on winning that race. And with how he has performed in the last two races, I just don't see anyone stopping him, especially after last year's final. You know, He's not racing for a driver's championship, but he can still win a championship for Rick Hendrick. Um, and I, I just, you know... I just I just feel like he he's going to be really hard to stop. And should Chase Elliott win the race and the drivers championship, all these other guys, Logano, Bell, Chastain and Larson, they're still racing for the owners championship. Yeah. So if Chase Elliott was to win the race, there's still going to be a split cuz he's not the 9 car is not in the owners championship because of the one oh, and the, because of the 5 already being in. Chase the 9 car is the one that got knocked out of there, so uh, that's that's going to be interesting as well. I know a lot of people are going to be confused watching the broadcast while they're talking about the five car and all that, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting because there's definitely going to be five cars battle, at least five cars battling for the win. And that's, Sunday. you know, like you said, that's Kyle Larson, uh, Logano, Bell, and uh, Ross Chastain are all in the final four for for the uh, owner standings. That's not the mm-hmm. driver standings. It's yeah. I again, Christopher Bell is just one of these guys who's been able to adapt time and time again. And I remember back when he won at New Hampshire, and Jeff Burton guy went, "This guy's an elite driver," and everybody went. Jeff Burton needs to be removed from the broadcast studio. How dumb is he? And we forget that, you know, Christopher Bell set the single, uh, the record winning, uh, the rookie record for Xfinity for winning eight races and then 10. He never got it done in the championship, but I I think he has a legitimate shot. Uh, plus, He's cool under pressure. He's calm. He hasn't broken yet, you know, so we'll see. I, I just, I don't, what I don't want to see and what I'm afraid of is we'll get a restart with five to go and then Chastain will wreck the entire field. Yeah, that's uh, the thing I'm most worried about happening is that Chastain or somebody else you know come into the checkers half a second one second behind the leader there's a wall on the right side yeah I'm in second I can't hit the leader from here 
let's go let's do it like why not if you're in second you might as well do it you're gonna have to do it because if you don't do it people are gonna question oh why didn't you try you know and the the finish line is so close to the exit of the corner here if you can just gain enough momentum around the corner it might do it but that that turn is so wide as well it's such it's so much longer to go around so i don't know if it's gonna pay off but somebody is if it's close at the end and you can't get to the leader if Chastain is in second, he is definitely going to do it. I'm not sure any of the others are going to, but Chastain, I wouldn't, I would be surprised if he doesn't do it. Even if he's in fourth, you know? Yeah. Also, we've, we've seen people touch that inside wall. You know what I'm saying? On restarts and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, that's the only saving grace for Phoenix in terms of like exciting races. Cause even, what we saw in the spring wasn't altogether exciting until the final couple laps. I mean, that's how Ross Chast- Chastain got up there was a couple of restarts at the end and everything. But, I mean, it's a crapshoot just like every race in these championship fours. But I don't know. If we see a normal, regular Phoenix race, we'll, I, Adam Stevens will probably do a Hail Mary strategy or something like that either way it makes it interesting having two guys well actually three guys chess chase elliott chastain and joey logano who are both who are all known for not caring about whether or not a car gets wrecked if they're going for a lead mm-hmm. so i don't i don't know i i really see like a restart with five to go and then Chastain will just make it four wide, die bomb, take out three or four cars, win the championship. It's just, if that's how he has to do it, then cool. But, you know, not the way I want to see it. No. So is Denny Hamlin going to do anything to Ross Chastain if he's on his bumper at all for this race or if they're side by side? Or do you think he's just going to let it go? And be all talk, no action. I don't think Denny Hamlin has ever been that person in his entire career. He's never not, you know, acted. But I don't think he's going to dump him. I just, I think he's going to run him hard. Just like they were running each other at Martinsville. Mm -hmm. It's, I, getting wrecked, maybe. I, I think if he runs Hamlin hard enough, because Chastain's still going to run people hard. So he, I don't know, he should be nervous too. He's another one nobody wants to see win driver-wise. So, but that, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch all three races. It, it always is, and it's always a sad part of the year because, holy shit, it's, November already and racing's done. Mm-hmm. Well, it's less than 100 days to the clash, so that's always a positive. <laughs> and Alex Bowman's going to be back in the car, I just remembered. So, yeah, going to be good to see him back behind the wheel. I mean, I personally, if, uh, well, I, you know, both of us have lived with concussions, but I don't really understand why they want to rush him back in the car now, unless it is because they think he's fine and they really want to test it. Um, so I think there's going to be someone on standby, you know, Gregson's probably going to be there just waiting unless he's drunk because he's won a championship. Uh, I but think I think there's, they're going to have, 
yeah, I think they're going to have a relief driver for him. Uh, but that's the only reason I can see them putting him in the car here because they just want to check if he's actually fine or if it's still something. Because, uh, you know, with how long Kurt Busch have been out, I, did, I wouldn't really want to risk it. Um, and then it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Redick, if he's going to get back in the car or if it actually is a concussion there as well. Um, but yeah, I'm quite worried about that that one. Yeah, yeah and hopefully... NASCAR has a lot to do in the next couple of months, and it sounds like they're on top of it, so we'll see. But uh, I don't know. It's been a pretty unpredictable season so far. I have a feeling that Phoenix is going to be the same way. Well, we've either had it a race we expect to be exciting, be really exciting, or be a complete snooze fest. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Are we at the risk of seeing like Chase Elliott lead 272 laps and then, you know, call it a day on the championship? Yeah. But we could also see three restarts at the end and have Ross Chastain start sixth and finish first. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I, I, in a way, I hope the next season is just like this one because everything has just been so unpredictable and I've, I've loved every, every bit of it apart from the first Martinsville race, of course. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I can't really remember how the last Phoenix race was though, but that was still early in the season. So we had all these flat tires and people getting stuck and all that. So I think that took all the attention from it. And it's been, you know, that was what the fourth race of the season yeah. or something. So. That was really early, so a lot of things will have changed. I don't think this race is going to be anything like what we saw last time, and especially these five championship cars, they will be tuned out to the max. So I, th I still think we're going to see a pretty good race compared to the last uh, couple of races that we've seen at Phoenix, the champ a couple of championship races, because there, there's always been one guy that's been dominant. But I think, uh, I think this is going to be the closest final that we've seen at Phoenix in the Cup Series. I hope so. You know. Past couple of years. I mean, last year's championship was won by a pit stop. You know, so yeah. hopefully we'll we'll see some good on track racing. Either way, the next time we record, we will be talking about three brand new champions. Will they be repeats? Who knows? Uh Xfinity? No, there is no chance of anybody repeating the championship there. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do look forward to watching it. Definitely. But all right, folks, till next time. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next week after we crown three brand new champions.